This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, January 8, 2008. I'm Caleb Brown. Iowa hearts Huckabee, but it's a long way to November, and the live free or die state has its say today. Cato Institute Executive Vice President David Bowes, after examining some of Mike Huckabee's public statements on everything from dieting, music, public schools, gays, and taxes, questions just how freely the former Arkansas governor would dispense with your liberty. He's a good campaigner. He's very charming. The first time I heard him was on national public radio, which might not have been his best audience, and he was very engaging and charming. So he's obviously a good campaigner. He won in Iowa largely on the votes of evangelical Christians. That's not the case as much in New Hampshire. Well, that's right. I think that Iowa was a particularly good place for him. It was a place where organization mattered. Iowa does have a lot of Christian conservatives. New Hampshire doesn't. New Hampshire has a lot of rock-ribbed independent Yankees who keep their religion private, and a lot of people who have moved up from Massachusetts uh, for whom religion is probably less important. So I don't expect Huckabee to do very well in New Hampshire. Uh, He may have a chance for a comeback in South Carolina and possibly Florida, Um, So I think he is in the mix. I don't expect him to be the Republican nominee. Now, normally you would applaud someone who has lost a great deal of weight, but the manner in which Mike Huckabee did it, he immediately wrote a self-help book. He has since endorsed a national smoking ban and seems to be somebody who's very much interested in health, especially the role that the federal government can play in health. Well, that's right. I mean, I think it's sort of a nightmare that Republicans have been looking for another Ronald Reagan and all of the candidates who had been front runners were not another Ronald Reagan. And now here comes a supposedly conservative Southern governor and you think maybe he's the new Ronald Reagan and he turns out to be a religious rightist who's also a big spending nanny statist. He wants the government to take care of your body as much as it takes care of your soul. And I do think he's a classic example of people who think that when they've figured out the right answer for them about something, they think it should be imposed by law on the rest of the country, on 300 million people. Losing weight was obviously something he needed to do, something a lot of us need to do. Um, He did it, and he's to be admired, and he wrote a book, and that's fine. It's a self-help book. But he doesn't want to rely on self-help. He wants the government to help you. He wants the government to pressure businesses. He wants the government to uh, pressure restaurants. He wants to regulate restaurant menus. That's not self-help. That's nanny statism. Well, he's also a bass player and has vigorously endorsed art and music programs expansion uh, in public schools throughout the United States. Well, personally, I like country music, so if he decides to mandate country music in all concert venues, I guess that's okay with me, although maybe that would make me just like him. You know, one of the things that his health and safety uh, crusade reminds me of, and I guess I'm showing my age here, but there was this great political cartoonist, Jeff McNelly, back in the 70s. He won a few Pulitzer Prizes, and he particularly made his bones on the Jimmy Carter administration, which admittedly was a cartoonist's field day. Um, And I remember there was this cartoon when Joe Califano was Secretary of Health, Education, and Welfare, and he was a reformed smoker. And he launched this big anti-smoking national campaign. And Jeff McNelly ran a cartoon showing Califano on a podium dressed as a Puritan. And the moderator of the event was saying, and now to discuss his decision to give up sex and what it means for the rest of you. And I think that's 
that's what Califano was like, and that's what Huckabee is like. When they figure out something that's good for them, they want a law. Now, since his win in Iowa, Huckabee has taken some pains to talk about his support of the Tenth Amendment with regard to education. It would seem to conflict with his views on art and music and expanding those programs and his endorsement of No Child Left Behind. Well, that's absolutely right. If you believe in the Tenth Amendment, not even the Ninth Amendment, maybe as a Christian rightist, he was not going to endorse the Ninth Amendment, but if you even believe in the Tenth Amendment, that the powers not granted to the federal government are reserved to the states, then you cannot support the No Child Left Behind Act, which is intrusion into the federal schools, and you can't support federal subsidies or mandates for arts and music education. You can use the bully pulpit of the presidency and get up there and say, I think arts and music education is important, but if you pass a federal law, then you clearly don't believe in the Tenth Amendment. On the issue of the Tenth Amendment, Huckabee is also would seem to contradict himself by his very fervent opposition to gay marriage. Well, I think that's right. I mean, not necessarily the opposition to gay marriage, but his insistence on a federal constitutional amendment. I will give him this. At least he believes that for the federal government to ban gay marriage, you need a constitutional amendment. That seems to me to override the spirit of the Constitution, which is that we leave decisions closest to the people. But at least it leaves the the letter of the Constitution. You understand that if you want to tell the states what to do, you have to pass an amendment. It's the difference between alcohol prohibition and drug prohibition. Alcohol prohibition was a bad idea, but at least the people who pushed that knew that you have to amend the federal Constitution if you want the federal government to ban alcohol. The people who have given us the prohibition of marijuana and cocaine didn't bother amending the Constitution, even though there's no authority in the Constitution to intervene in something like that. Marriage law clearly has always been a matter for the 50 states. Marriage laws have varied. Some states allow cousins to marry. Uh, Some states uh, do not. Some states allow uh, age of consent different. Marriage law has always been for the states to decide, and Huckabee is an example, again, of somebody who thinks if I've got a good idea, it ought to be a federal law. Um, I mean, I assume that he gets support from uh, people who don't like obesity and people who don't like smoking and people who don't like homosexuality and, and all the list of things that he wants to outlaw. He gets support from people who want to outlaw them. As I say, he's a charming guy. He's a good speaker. He's a good natural campaigner. And if you don't listen very closely, you might think this guy is a folksy Southern Ronald Reagan. He believes in conservative values. I think if you look more closely, he doesn't agree with Ronald Reagan on anything. He's a tax hiker, a big spender, an opponent of the Tenth Amendment, an enhancer of the power of the federal government, and a person who wants to enforce his personal religious values. And I think Ronald Reagan didn't do that. So... This guy really would confirm that this is the Republican Party of George W. Bush, not the Republican Party of Ronald Reagan. And to some extent, it's, it's the Bush chickens coming home to roost. Bush gave us a party that was more attuned to religious values and the religious right. He gave us a party that was more attuned to the power of the federal government. And I don't think he meant it to go as far as Huckabee wants it, but this is the logical next step for a lot of people. David Bowes is Executive Vice President of the Cato Institute. This is the Cato Daily Podcast. Bowes' op-ed on Huckabee appeared in the San Francisco Chronicle Monday. You can read it at cato.org.